Welcome into the Real Kipper and Bourne Show, and happy American Thanksgiving wherever you are, wherever. You... What was that? That was a turkey. Do it one more time. Not bad. Thank you. Not bad. <laughs> <laughs> wherever you find us on Sportsnet 590, Sportsnet 360, and Sportsnet Plus, 4 to 6 p.m. Hope you're enjoying your holiday, whether you're south of the border or right here in Canada. We're still working. Although yeah, we are. never know it with no NHL games tonight. I'm Nick Kiprios, Justin Bourne, the cobbler. <laughs> the gobbler? The gobbler. Not the the gobbler. gobbler. I'm not a shoe repair guy. <laughs> I got a couple. Yeah, the, the soles of my shoes aren't. <laughs> gobbler, so. cobbler. Yeah, there you go. Sammy McKee, Derek Brandale, and Frank the Tank, Baraska. Alaska? I got to give his family yeah. some yeah. love. There you go. Right? Shout out yeah. to the Nebraska Club. We're all together for the next hour where the Toronto Maple Leafs were on the ice today before heading to Chicago to take on the Blackhawks. 2 p.m. Eastern, I think, tomorrow, yep. mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken. 1 p.m. their time, right? They're, are they one behind there? They're one behind there. Central That's right. Yep. And, yeah, we're going to have the game. We're going to be up after the game. After the game. We'll yes. be up after the game. But earlier today, the Toronto Maple Leafs made it official when they placed defenseman John Klingberg on long-term injury reserve. Uh, huh. LB, no real surprise here. No real surprise, but at least it's a movement on something we've been kind of speculating about, waiting for it to happen. I don't know that we've heard anything from the team that makes you think it's done for the season yet, which to me, LTIR doesn't mean anything until you've reached that done for the season point. Well, I think we can all speculate and depending on what side you are if you're a john klingberg fan or not mm-hmm. uh whether or not you're you're hoping or wishing that uh i don't know he disappears his salary disappears it goes to robot island and you're able to replace the 4.1 million yeah or did you sit here and say he's better than what the leafs it's had witnessed he's better than what the fans have witnessed and if this was the issue and they can fix the issue, would you welcome back a, a healthier one in the new year? I think that's a really good question. Like, let's say, and Sammy, you had speculated on this before the show, yeah. like maybe we should cut him some slack performance-wise. So the, the other side of that, though, is are we going to pre- cut him slack for the all of last season too? Is that was what was getting him last year as well? Like, he yeah. wasn't very good, and we were all talking about how he earned himself a $4 million contract this year, which in retrospect seems pretty crazy yeah but like i can't help but wonder i mean he was really bad yeah and you and we all killed him and we all you know it was a leading conversation to every single story we had and it's like yeah maybe he was just really hurt but you know now thinking about that like it's so hard to add a player out there right and to add someone is going to cost you assets are you better off, like with Hank Klingberg getting this sorted out, coming back and being a valuable player? Now, the counter to that, I think, would be that he's not really the type of guy the Leafs need, in your opinion, in my opinion, and I think in Sam's opinion. Mm-hmm. So, you know, where we sit on it probably is that maybe they'd be better off adding someone different. But, hey, a healthy Klingberg would be better than spending a lot to get someone who's not much better than he would have been anyway. So the game plan right now, I think, for Klingberg and we we heard from Sheldon Keefe uh, in the last few days, or today, was he? Yeah. Did we, did we get him today? We did, and I, I took the clip out of there because he was just saying that there was no update and we're going to figure out, and then well, we got an update. I think uh, what I got out of the clip 
today that you took out mm-hmm. is that he's got some decisions to make. This is now on John Klingberg. It's, we'll work with you, but this is really about what you want to do moving forward mm-hmm. because he does hold all the cards here. He really does when it comes to... Uh, <laughs> what was that was that? my ringer. Okay. That was my ringer. Just, Kipper what? has... His, what? No, your phone makes a hundred different sounds. Yeah, like, there's no there's like a, the same. There's like a Scarface thing. There's a <laughs> look at two phone Shakur over here too. I didn't even know this is a new addition. Oh my god! Yeah, I know it, <laughs> it is uh, Al Pacino, <laughs> and I I keep forgetting whether or not he cusses on it, and it's a nightmare if it. And goes what was on the air. one the other day? Is it Don't Stop Believing? Yeah, it was, Don't Stop Me Now is what it was. Don't what, Stop Me Now. What is that? That's what. That's your ringtone. Don't no. stop me now. No, yeah, I was was that, was no just, music, or was it just playing on no your phone? music? Then that's what it was. It, it was, was probably, jamming out to Queen. I I, it's <laughs> a great song. <laughs> it's such a good song. Uh, and where were we? I, I don't know. I forget. This isn't Clean off the break. rails Friday, is it? Yeah, it feels like it. Well, tomorrow's a weird day anyway. So, who's the bad guy here? Is that what yeah. we're getting at? Scarface reference? No? Okay. Tough one. Tough crowd. <laughs> no, no one. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Sorry. I was getting back in the I'll take my chances. You can call okay. it at the end of okay. the show. Okay. 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 This is on Klingberg now to figure out what course of action he wants. Of course, the Leafs are going to support him. Mm-hmm. But this is now about Klingberg figuring out what's going on with his hip. They gave you time and you tried a few different things to settle it down. It didn't settle down. Mm -hmm. Now it's about, do you try moving forward to manage it or do you have surgery? That's the two choices that he has moving forward here. So he's going to consult. He's going to go probably see some experts and that'll probably be another seven or 10 days. So don't expect anything other than the Leafs buying themselves time by putting them on an LTIR to, to move forward. But Let's be honest. Like, you, you, you'd rather, ho- ho- if you're the Leafs, you don't want to take the chance on him maybe coming back and being the same player. You want to eventually think about replacing his yeah. $4 million. That in a, That is the best case scenario for the Toronto Maple Leafs. There I say it. You no, know, that's the truth. It's the best case scenario. And I think for Klingberg, okay, he could fight through it. They could do these, like, you know, hip... Whatever they do, they inject him or they, you know, whatever they could do for him to get him back playing. Maybe he feels like he has to validate or justify that he's not as bad as he's been. Maybe he wants to come back and show that. But if he wants to have a long-term playing career in the NHL, his best option is probably do surgery now and then, you know, take a league minimum deal somewhere next year and show people that he is the player. He's still useful. I think that's probably it. Very similar to the Kane conversation. Yeah. With him, like, no. fighting to come back. Much different. Well, what? how is it different? Because Kane... One's way better. Wow. Yeah. And but you know what I'm getting historically at here. Historically great. Listen, of course. Uh, Pat Kane's going through it right now. One of the best players in the history of the game. Mm-hmm. And he's having a tough time getting a, a deal. What? Let me rephrase that. He's having a tough time getting a deal he thinks is satisfactory to his okay position how's that it's good do you think he wants term yes or money yes and a place he wants to be 
all of the above. He wants three times five in well, Florida. I, I'm not even going to get into the money. I'm not even going to get into the Nick term. Kiprio but says. But you know what it isn't? It isn't um, 750. Not doing 750. Think, boys, I'm not here for the good of the sport. So uh, it's, there. there's some teams out there that would love to have them. And it's, come on, we're going to give you another chance to win a Stanley Cup. Yeah. That's better than. Give you two schmill and a chance at a cup. What's his career earnings been? Uh, 80? One bajillion. Well, right? he had an $80 million contract. One of his deals. Okay, was so he's at 120, 130. Where does two, three, or four million dollars for two years matter to him? Estimate, uh, is he Nicholson? Estimate, What's his burn rate? Estimated career earnings is $115 million. That's got to be like top 20. That's so, all time. in saying that, there's a lot of contending teams who would love to add them mm-hmm. at whatever they feel is their bare minimum offer. Yeah. Anyways, I didn't Anyways. mean to derail the Klingberg thing, but it just yeah. feels the, like yeah. if you're pushing yourself. My, my point is, though, that uh, it Klingberg's going to have to go on a PTO. I don't even know if he can get 750 next year. Okay. Yeah, I don't think you're you're wrong necessarily. But if it's, he's got a brand new hip, the way he moves, the way he in the first game of the year this year, after the first game, I called him uh, Kale McCarr 2.0 um, <laughs> with no regrets. He looked unbelievable. He <laughs> no was regrets. dancing. I love it. He was. That's how he looked. He was unbelievable in game I one. The way he that. skates and moves, all, worked the line and moved it on the power There's play. There's a reason why we're not scouts. <laughs> yeah, well, obviously, it's a little tongue-in-cheek. But, you know, I can see him getting that PTO, turning that into real money. He should probably have the surgery. Now, my concern if you're the Leafs is it's real early in the year. With surgery, could he come back? I Four to six months takes you into the season. I think there's an if, – if it is, it's, say, hey, we'll see in the first round where and it won't yeah. matter. You have to say to him, you're, if you're doing surgery, no, no, no. there's no coming back. No coming back. Yeah. Right? And we need to – We need to, clarity – we need to move on the money yeah. sooner than later. So you have to commit. If you're committing to this, spe- we're committing to does, moving does, on. Does dropping them uh, it, in your salary cap structure in two weeks get you Zadorov a lot quicker? Certainly solves one of the, the major hurdles, doesn't it? Thought you would like Zadorov last night, eh? Yeah, Pospisil got slew foot a little bit. Zadorov went in there, stood up for him, punched sized the guy's face. All his teammates went to the box and gave him the way to go. Yeah. Zaddy, that's uh, Zaddy, right? Zaddy. That's after getting your. Uh, <laughs> Can I say that? That's that's after getting your your wrist slapped a little bit by your captain. Yeah, but they're all trying to say, "Way to go, pal! We're cool now." Still love it. Yeah, still love it. Absolutely. And can you imagine that in Toronto? Right. They uh, hey, a guy who will punch someone who after something bad happens sounds very appealing. Here in Toronto, particularly punching downhill from six foot six. That's, that's we got Mike Fuda coming up uh, in a few minutes. Former NHL executive, Sportsnet hockey analyst Darren Pang, also former NHL goalie, color analyst for NBC uh, Chicago and NHL on TNT, will join us. And then in the next hour, Luke Gazdick, because we are still just warming oh up God. on an Edmonton Oiler <laughs> conversation. This is a story that will not. I love that you wrote a whole article that was like, hey, at least the Leafs aren't the Oilers. (laughs) That was the whole article, 20 words. I'm just not sure (laughs) that went real well with the Edmonton Oilers fans. Uh, You don't write it in the Edmonton Star. All right, do we got Mike Fuda? How are you, Kipper? We're good, buddy. How are you? I'm a little pissed, actually. I I came out just flying out of the gates of my NFL pool. 
the Lions getting spanked by the uh, <laughs> supposedly, I don't know much about football, but I heard Green Bay wasn't supposed to be very good today. Jordan Love looked like he had uh, Brett Favre and uh, Aaron Rodgers shoved up his yin-yang. So we'll <laughs> is, is this one? Tough, tough start to my uh, football pool. Okay, so. but you're not, this isn't like an eliminated, you're not eliminated or anything. You're still in the running, aren't you? No, I just, it's like, it's like, uh, Certain NHL teams. I just didn't. Sh- I didn't start on time. <laughs> so, um, are, are you equally disappointed? Because I, I think uh, when you did the, your NHL fantasy picks, I think Klingberg was one of your top picks. So, oh yeah, Dipper. Don't even get me going. Where, where are you Bring on back. the one miss? The one, the one thing that I didn't throw uh, rose petals at out of Brad Trelaving's additions was uh, Klingberg, and and uh, now they're stuck with four million dollars in. Can't do anything with it. Well, so. uh, he is on. He he was put on a long term IR today. Oh, he's on Robot Island. Yeah, um, and <laughs> you know, there's a sense that uh, there needs to be a process here for him to figure out uh, whether or not he wants to try to manage this the rest of the season or opt for surgery. And um, I think I know where Leaf fans might be leaning towards. <laughs> I think I think I'm with you on that one. I I just look at their defense, Kipper. It's funny. It's just since the beginning, it's 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 just doesn't fit together properly. And I mean, now you've got a chance, I guess, to to get at it. And I know everybody's talking about Zadorov. I personally think that Tanev, if you can only get one, I think Tanev's a much better fit. Um, I, I had a friend. I mean, I don't want to give him credit by saying his name, but and he's an Italian ball hockey star who calls it. He says. I love peanut butter sandwiches and I love tuna sandwiches, but I would never have a peanut butter and tuna sandwich. And when you look at this blue line, the teams that are winning, like the team, like Vancouver really addressed their back end, like lefty, righty, got some guys out, better chemistry, brought in Susie, Hironic. You see the teams like Carolina and and Colorado and Vegas in particular, how they line up lefty, righty. I just look at that and no matter how you write it down with the current crop, even when Klingberg was in there, who was a righty, um, who maybe should have been playing lefty the way he was playing. But I, <laughs> I just think I just think that I think it's really important they try and find a right shot D. And uh, for me, the way they're back in, I don't think scoring is going to be a problem. If Tanev is available, that's somebody that I really focus on trying to get in. He's a warrior. I know he's banged up. He gets injured, but he gets injured because same way. Muzzin and Giordano and guys like that because they play like warriors every night. And I think that's exactly what they need in the back end. It just balances out a little better with the righty and, and what he brings compl- as a complete package. I think Zadorov's a big guy. Obviously, he punches guys in the mouth. As you said, he's got a bomb of the shot. He's an intimidating presence. But again, I think I think what Tanev and the, and the shot factor being a lefty is, is a lot is a huge factor in the, in the addition that I want to make first. Feuds, they do have one right shot guy who's supposed to be coming in tomorrow. It's Connor Timmons' time. Um, I, I remember having some conversations with you about him when they signed him and, and your thoughts on sort of his deal and where he's at. I just didn't like, I mean, obviously, he's a Sault Ste. Marie guy who, who Dubas was really comfortable with and knew well. I just didn't see, um, I mean, honestly, I, I, I like his game better than I like, uh, than I like, <laughs> than I like the guy that's, going on LTIR, but, or went mm-hmm. on LTIR. I still just don't think on a, on a Stanley cup team aspirations that Connor Timmons in the long term is the answer. And I didn't understand at the time that 
why he was signed at that time with cap space being such premium and to put somebody who couldn't be in your lineup in your top six in the playoffs signed to a two or three year deal at 1.3 or 1.25 million, whatever it is. I just didn't understand the timing of it. I do think he's a better fit um, than on the current with the current group, but I doubt, I definitely don't think he's the answer. He did lead them in scoring before he went down in training camp. Is, is there a chance that, they catch lightning in a bottle with this guy, or at the very least, he can come in and and be a healthier Klingberg. Well, he's about he's he's definitely an upgrade for Klingberg for me. Um, I still, you know, he's going to probably add uh, a right shot on the power play that's got a bomb and isn't is he's he's more accountable than Klingberg is. So I think anything's an improvement from what he was bringing to the table. But I also will say that I believe the Edmonton Oilers were undefeated in exhibition <laughs> and. Jack Campbell had a 9.7 save percentage, so it doesn't always translate. Good point. I hope it does for Connor. He's, he's been a good journeyman. He's been battling injuries. I mean, even last year where he got in there, and he, I thought he played fairly well for, uh, you know, I believe he was a waiver pickup where they traded him for a bit piece. So, um, no, I hope he does well. I hope he I hope he allows them to uh, carry on and be a part of that upper echelon group and you know, it doesn't allow, like everybody's talking about, you know, Boston kind of running away with it. But if you look at the games in hand, if Toronto were to win them, they'd be right up there with Boston and the top teams in the league. You know, they had a very successful trip to Europe um, and they just got now. Now it's one of those where they've got a stretch of teams that they really should beat, that they just can't take the gas off the pedal and play down to their like, like Chicago coming in and beating them uh, like they did in, at home. They've got they've got to come in and kind of play with the same intensity. Uh, and get right back on the on the on the hopper here because they can't afford to go into a go into the tank for any extended period of time the way that everybody's starting to separate um, in the East. Fuse, we've been talking a lot this week, like everyone else, about Willie Nylander. Oh my lord, Willie Nylander! Uh, we we have really exhausted that. But you know that line of his is going really well, and part of that is a guy that you know John Tavares, he's the captain of the team, who everyone was talking about his contract and you know is he going to be a big burden or a drag but he kind of keeps scoring are you happy with how he's been playing are you surprised he's been able to maintain this level of performance you know this late in this contract well i think he's never been a guy that fitness has ever been a problem he's a very serious guy as you can tell by his interviews and <laughs> yes. um and uh and he's definitely not a soundbite guy but he's he's a tr- he's a true pro and uh I think a lot of that went into the thoughts when he was made the captain because there obviously was a lot of, you know, thoughts, you know, do we throw it on, do we throw it on Matthews at the time? And clearly he's a guy that his teammates really respect. And I mean, I don't think he's ever going to be a raw, raw guy, but he's a pro's pro. Um, He, you know, let's hope he can maintain his health. I mean, maintains his health. I mean, he got really banged up in the playoffs that one year with that uh, hit in the neutral zone. Uh, but as long as he stays healthy, he brings it every night. And uh, and again, the balance now um, with them moving eyes up with the big boys and top line, it's just uh, the chemistry. Sometimes you just, you, you, you know, you, everybody had it written down that Bertuzzi was going to be such a great fit with Matthews and take bunting spot on the top line with, uh, and, and, you know, it didn't work out with him and Marner. Um, not that it could never work out, but it certainly, they were fighting to find any semblance of chemistry and then he bumps back a line and that line just hasn't missed a beat. And they've consistently been the bet. I mean, I don't, I still think the number one line is the number one line, 
but with the way Nylander has played and the consistency what he's played at and the carefree to not have any pressure. Some guys fold up in a contract year and he's just putting it right to their <laughs> he's putting it right to their treasurer because <laughs> that next contract is going to be well earned. He's not backing into the double digit uh, millions. He's uh, going full throttle and it's something to watch. So I think that's why it's so much more important for them to you know, to find a little bit more chemistry on those, which they're, I mean, their fourth line starting to look a little bit better with the adjustments they've made there. And it's so important to add another defenseman on the back end down the stretch here. And, and the one thing tree did in Calgary and always seems to do is um, even at the end there, even what he did with the Leafs, I mean, obviously the Reefs thing doesn't look like it's working out quite well in the Klingberg one. I questioned from the get go, but to add Bertuzzi to the mix and add some of that grit and snot that he, that he's brought to the table, I think has been, it just speaks to the Brad finds a way to get things done. Problem is now it's like we talked about Edmonton. Like it's unbelievable to think the situation that they're in. And I can only imagine, I don't care whether you're Kenny Holland or, or a rookie general manager to have to pick up the phone to teams that are like 10 points ahead of you with no cap space. Um, you're, you're, <laughs> it, it's unbelievable. The Hilly has to climb to get something done uh, to improve that team. And I mean, I, I did hear that, everything's on the table here and I, I kind of thought that even a guy like for me when I watch them play and I watch them play all the time you might have to take a player like the, first of all if you're going to try and get a trade done right now you're going to have to move a piece that you don't want to move I mean I know Toronto all the time every deal that they've done you know they included Klingberg in because clearly he wasn't fitting in but there aren't total idiots on the other side of the table they see how poorly he's playing as well so yeah. it's not like they're going to welcome with open arms and some of these teams like for me, like I looked at the beginning, like two goaltenders that I had kind of circled as these are, you can't just have another guess or a hope, right? It can't be like, we're going to take a shot at Dan Vladar or something and no knock on him. You got to be, or, or, you know, maybe Flurry has another kick left at him. You got to get somebody that you know is going to be part of the core and the guy's names that have popped up that might be available are Gibson and Anaheim and possibly Saros and Nashville who are proven studs. I mean, uh, I, I mean, I speak for Gibson firsthand from how many times he stoned us against um, against. He's got to stay healthy. But if they're willing to move something like that, you've got to you, you've got to be willing to talk about a player you don't want to move, like possibly a Bouchard, who um, who uh, on the back end. I mean, I know their defense is, but for a guy that's got all this offensive upside and not seeing a great commitment to defense on his end. Maybe you can, he's got to be attractive. He's got a cap hit that's up there that's going to make a little bit more sense moving off from, I think he's 4.5 million or something like that. You don't want to move him, but these teams aren't going to take, you know, Warren Fogle, no disrespect or, or something that you can't even right. put in your lineup that's got four wins to take somebody's superstar off the other team. And it's it's a hard call to make when you've got a team that's 10 points ahead of you in the standings that is clearly in a rebuild. Like Anaheim, I think it's 10 points ahead. Like they, So you know... You've gotten. You want to be. Obviously, you want to be in a position of strength. There's not any part of what Kenny's sitting in his chair where he's got a position of strength where this team's going. Foots. Holes are. I want to back you up about like seven minutes ago. I think I don't know how. All kidding aside, you're telling me now everything's on the table in Edmonton. Is that what you're hearing? Would that include everything but everything that, but McDavid and Drysdale? N- not not Leon. No, not for me. No, not those two guys. Uh, not not under any circumstance would I put them out there. Um, now, if this continues for a little bit longer, because I do think this this group, if they can if they can get some solid goaltending, 
I mean, they're another team that could use a player like Tanev. And you're going to have to move off some salary. And I mean, and of course they're saying you're going to have to try and get Jack Campbell put in a, in a deal, but I mean, it's hard. I mean, you've got a lot of guys, if you look at it there with, with like Nugent Hopkins with long deals, you know, Darnell nurse got 9.5, but you've got to start talking about players that you would not have thought when the season started that they were available, but I would not at this stage go anywhere near McDavid and dry Um, But those are the only two that I would, uh, that I would. And, and the thing is, it's, it's not funny, but it's kind of when things are going bad, it's really going bad. It's like getting hit in the head with a, sh- a puck in the warm up when you're like in the high slot. Like yeah. Usually guys get hit in the head around the net. That thing came off like an Indian rubber ball and hits a guy in the high slot. That's telling them when things aren't going your way. But if like next year, Connor Brown, everybody's like, okay, next year we got an extra, the cap's going up. Well, next year with Connor Brown having played his 10 you know, his 10 games, he's an additional $3 million on the salary cap next year. So it's, it's a tough one. And I love Connor Brown and the guy that did the contract that got Connor Brown, that contract was yeah. Jeff Jackson. So uh, when he was still an agent, so it's, it's a tough one to make that team any better, but you've got to go all in and, and you can't be looking at guys that normally when teams call about some of your young studs, you would have just laughed and said, no way he's not, he's not available now everybody's available. Who do you got this afternoon between Washington and Dallas? Just pick the opposite. If Dallas, <laughs> if Dallas loses to Stanza. Washington, you will find me at a local pub. <laughs> <laughs> I will throw, I'll be throwing it to the wind, but uh, no, I, I'm taking Dallas. So. All right, pal. Well, listen, appreciate your time. Enjoy the rest of uh, your football afternoon. I appreciate it. Sorry Thanks, about Luz. the seven-minute run, Kipper. Ah, you're good to go, bud. You're good to go. Appreciate it, man. Mike Thanks, Fluda, guys. former NHL executive, Sportsnet hockey analyst. Always fun having him on the show. You know, that Connor Brown, I'm big fan. Like, love the person, really like the player. He's making league minimum, whatever. 12 games, zero, zero, yeah. zero. He's also coming off seven. a... Zeros? No, he's not Sam even. Mitchelling. And he's playing 15 minutes a night. Had him major surgery last year at the beginning of last season with the Washington Capitals. I I like the fit with him in Washington going down. Unfortunately, it was in a contract year. I'm sure in a perfect world, he would have liked his 25, 30 goals and put himself in a position of 5 million a year. Yeah, Grab a four times five or, you know, some sort of contract, but yeah, it's, it's a tough, that's a funny situation though, to have the guy who, negotiates it yeah take over the team that you got it signed with but he's also making no money right so it's not like he's got to get rid of the deal he signed yeah he's like it's a fine deal we just need something from him did we get to uh sheldon keith's clip on ryan reeves do we expect to see ryan this weekend we did not get to any clips i don't think did we no 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 No? all right let's go to let's go to sheldon keith on ryan reeves yeah he's just been able to try to maximize the days that we've had. Obviously, we haven't played a lot of games, so he hasn't missed a ton of game action. You know, when you look at look at it relative to the to the period of time it's been since he's last played. So it's just about maximizing the practice reps, and he's had a couple of good days of practice here. Um, you know, and, and he's a, he's a part of our team. He's an important part of our team. He's a he's a presence uh, around our room, and he's continued to keep a, a good attitude, which which we've loved. And he's a professional all the way through. Uh, he recognizes that the team's responded well here in the last little bit. Um, you know, but we still recognize that he's a, a, a piece of our team that we've we've got to make sure we're continuing to maximize every day that he gets to keep him ready. You know, 
Uh, he's saying all the right things. As who Sheldon? Yeah, Sheldon yeah. as a as a guy that is on the first of a three year deal. There was a major commitment to him, mm-hmm. but someone just needs to ask Sheldon. Can can you trust him when he's on the ice? That that and if the answer is yes, then you, you got to put him back out there. I'm sorry, but uh, I think that's a good way to look at it. Like if you believe that this guy can be a contributor to your team, he's got to play. You know, you gotta, he's on a three year contract. You're twelve never, games in or whatever. He's, he's just not going to play again. Well, that's it. You um, can't. I'm, I'm, <laughs> you can't. And I'm sure Tree Living's going. Hey, like I signed this guy, give him a chance to play through it. You can't just go. It hasn't worked. He's got to play. He, he was right to come out. But he's got to go back okay. in. If, but, if, if you look, but maybe if, if you look at the schedule, is there not a better opportunity to get him back in than tomorrow afternoon against Chicago? Like, what are you going to do? Put him up uh, in Pittsburgh against yeah. Carlson and company? Maybe he'll fight Dubas. But <laughs> I don't know. You know what Kip, I'm saying? I don't know. Send a real message. <laughs> you really send a message. Where well, a I mean, if he's in the press box, now. you get him. And yet yeah, the team know. seems to be turning around a little bit. And Mc, uh, McMahon. Yeah. But McMahon hasn't, like, set the world on fire. No, but he's not. I know. Minus. Yeah. He looks like an NHL three player. A night. Yeah. He forechecks and he's fast and the puck is in the offensive zone more when he's out there. That's no a tough one for for Sheldon to manage moving forward here. It is, because how do you talking to Tree Living? He's going, look, here are my results with this guy. Now, here they are I'm, with this I'm, guy. I'm what getting, do you want me I'm to do? I'm getting killed with Klingberg. Yeah. I, I need some of my guys to look better for me, please. Yeah. And, you know, the Leafs' record with Klingberg not in the lineup, pretty good. Their record with Reeves out, pretty good. Like, it's made a difference. So, Okay, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, Darren Pang, former NHL goalie, and uh, does a terrific job covering the National Hockey League with TNT. We'll get to him uh, after the break. And we'll keep going on the Leaf edition of the Real Kipper and Bourne Show. Get smarter when you listen to Hockey Talk, the Hockey PDO cast with Dmitry Filipovich. Subscribe and download the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to the Real Kipper and Born Show as we get set to welcome in Darren Pang, and he's south of the border, so I... Fully expect him to be on a, a Zoom call wearing an apron. The turkey leg hanging yes. out of his mouth? Okay. We're Is he cooking? Cooking with Panger? Not a chance. <laughs> not no a way. chance. No. You're not even in the kitchen. You, you know, Kip, Kipper, Lynn and I are in Chicago here. I'd like to show you outside Chicago here, but we are uh, we're actually um, going to go to a restaurant. We're going to do something rare. Um, not going to cook. Going to enjoy it. Have a nice big glass of red and uh, celebrate Thanksgiving here. Well, happy uh, Thanksgiving to you, pal. Um, doing a terrific you job too, as always on TNT. Uh, I'll, I'll open it up to you in just terms of, you know, where you think the biggest storyline is. Um, you know, we've been absorbed here by the Edmonton Oilers, but uh, where do you want to open it up? Is it uh, Vancouver start, uh, Edmonton? I'll, I'll let you pick. Wow, look at you. That's a just a Thanksgiving handoff right there. <laughs> I'm just <laughs> thankful lines. we have you, like pal. John Madden just got a big piece of the bird right there. I like I love it, Kipper. Um you know, I was just in I was actually just in Florida um for last night's TNT game, Boston and Florida. 
And, and uh, you know, the one thing I'll give a shout out to is the fans of the, of the Florida Panthers, that place has been jammed and the, the enthusiasm there, the, the, um, uh, you know, you used to go there and if it was the, the Boston Bruins coming out the Toronto Maple Leafs or, or Montreal Canadiens or whatever team, uh, you know, it'd be pri- primarily when the visiting team scored, the place would go nuts, but it's changing. And I think that that ride last year, getting to the Stanley Cup final, beating Boston in game seven, the way that they played and rallied uh, throughout the playoffs and to get into the playoffs. And so that was an impressive thing. And the other part of it is the Boston Bruins. Uh, Kipper, you'll love this, but last night I'm talking to Jim Montgomery before the game and uh, there's this little common area in the Panthers visiting area and it was the dad's trip. And uh, who peeks around the corner and opens up the door to come in and say hello to uh, Jim Montgomery and, and some of the staff there is uh, the great Robert Gordon Orr. And so uh, not only was it the big dad's trip right there, I saw Louis DeBrusque uh, there as well, but it was uh, the greatest was was there in, in, in Bobby Orr. So that was real good. Um, I'll go with Boston's saying that Jim Montgomery thought that of previous games they played, Florida Panthers were their toughest opponent so far. I've had many teams tell me that their toughest opponent has been the Vancouver Canucks so far, um, every aspect of their game. And uh, and so those are two great compliments. And at the end of the whole whole story is the Boston Bruins and how well they're playing right now. So um, I, I think you can throw that that threesome in a group right there and, and, and it'd be a pretty good start for us. For sure. Panger, we uh, you know we've been starved for Leafs games here this week. Haven't had any, but they get to play the Chicago Blackhawks, who you're spending a lot of time on this season. Uh, Sammy's got a stat for us here today: fewest games to ten career NHL goals by a first overall pick. Ov fourteen, Lindros sixteen, Bedard seventeen. Tell us about the evolution from game one to where he's at now. Has he changed, or is it just the same guy just keeps shooting it in the net? Um, you know what, I, I think he's. Honestly, I think he's he's shown his competitiveness a little bit more. Even in last night's game, although I didn't do that game, I was actually just watching a little bit ago, and there was a scrum in front of the net, and uh, you know, and, and someone was poking and prodding around, and he he got jabbed a little bit, and he gave it right back to them. I've noticed in the corners, he's he's um you know he's he's fighting and battling for pucks. It's not just the shot; it's his it's his overall commitment to the game that's uh, that's been really impressive. Now, the shot itself is wicked. I mean. I, I've watched often in practice thinking, okay, would I be able to find that puck off his stick? And there's something in the way that he slings it that you guys have already dissected and broken down. But it is that is remarkable. But I think he's the the way to describe um the way to describe Connor Bedard is he's not a one trick pony. He's uh he's got a lot of attributes to his game and, and what I'm seeing that I really enjoy is that competitiveness. He does not like losing, he does not like having a bad shift, he does not like being beaten one on one by a defenseman. Um, recently he went up against, uh, Nashville in Nashville. They had Jeremy Lozon on him all the time. You know, he's a big hulking defenseman. And then you've got, and Ryan O'Reilly, you know, stripping pucks. And I think at the end of the game, he's, he, he said to me, he goes, man, that, like that Ryan O'Reilly's a good player. And, you know, and I think that for a young 18 year old, you notice some of the nuances of the game face-offs, um, you know, how you, how you come back hard in your own zone and just be strong on sticks. So, um, all in all, though, I will say this about Connor, that he just every single game, he learns something new and and he doesn't take this in stride. And he's not just floating out there. The guy, the kid is trying. He's trying hard. He's uh, he's battling and he's uh, and he's got a little bit of, the, uh, of an edge that I didn't know that he had. The Chicago Blackhawks uh, panger announced that uh, that Taylor Hall is going to undergo surgery and actually be out the rest of the regular season. And um, I'm just wondering now, uh, like you got 60 plus games to go. Uh, I know Taylor Hall will never 
contend for a Hart Trophy ever again, but that's a bona fide National Hockey League player that you surrounded Connor Bedard around, and they seem a little far and few in Chicago. Is there a sense that you know we can't go sixty games here without helping the kid out a little bit? Yeah, I, I, it's going to be interesting what uh, what Kyle Davidson ends up doing right now. Listen, they've got tons of cap space. I mean, you know that's why they've you know they've taken on some contracts in the past and uh, and received assets in return to doing it. And I think he's managed that exceptionally well. Um, you know, Taylor Hall's this is going to be an ACL surgery, so you know this is a tough one for Taylor. He's been really, I give him a lot of credit. He's played some games that uh, I ne- I didn't think he was going to play. Um, maybe maybe didn't have to play. Um, but he wanted to be on that ice and he wanted to make a commitment. And he cer- certainly showed his teammates uh, how much he wanted to be out there. So Athanasi was out with a groin. Um, and now with Corey Perry's you know, situation last night that there's very little information on um, uh, Kipper. But, you know, those are those are big holes in the leadership department. And so um, not sure exactly what what's going to be had. But they, they've got, you know, they've got some guys in the minors that are going to come up. I mean, Anderson's coming up. Uh, Cole Gutman started last year. He had a really good camp. I mean, they've got a they've got a group of players that are knocking on the door. They're they're not, you know, they're not exactly NHL. I'm not saying difference makers, but but they're good NHL players that because of the numbers had to be sent down to the American Hockey League in Rockford. So they'll get an opportunity. But uh, I'll, you know, at the at the I guess at the end of the day, uh, you want to surround, you know, a guy like Connor Bedard and and uh, Lucas Reichel. And I tell you who's been really good is that Philip Kurashev. I mean, mm-hmm. you'll see him tomorrow night. He's number 23. They're on the same line. And he is a he's a heady player. You'll really enjoy watching uh, uh, Philip Kurashev as well. So, um, But at this particular point, there's going to be some challenges. And there's going to be some games in which they turn around and they beat really good teams because that's what they've done this year. In the limited amount of wins they've they've had, they beat good teams and they beat good teams on the road. You guys saw that when they went into Toronto. They went into Tampa Bay. Um, they they won in Pittsburgh. So um, just when you count this group out, they'll uh, they'll come up with a a, a really uh, a really good game and a competitive game. And I think Luke Richardson deserves a lot of credit for that. Panger, uh, you just mentioned it, Corey Perry. For those of uh, you watching or listening to our show, uh, he did not play last night, and he didn't participate in practice today. Correct? That's right. Yeah. Okay. And yeah, that's don't... exactly right. This there, there's no information though, Kipper coming out of. Uh, here, Luke Richardson's press conference today, he started it with that and, and just let everybody know that there's going to be no more comment internally. Um, you know, so in a situation like this, I think you just let things uh, unfold. And, and he's been such a great pro, as you well know, his entire career. And so uh, it obviously came as a surprise, um, you know, prior to the game that he's a healthy scratch. So I don't have any more information for you than that. But uh, I mean, boy, oh, boy just you know hope that everything's good he's he's a he's he's he was a good really good addition I mean I love being around Corey I love talking hockey with him the guy's a rink rat he's got a little boy that's six Griffin that's at the rink all the time so Corey's not only on the rink with the uh you know here with the Hawks or other teams that he's played with he's always at the rink uh with minor hockey so I know how much he loves that so we'll anyway we'll find out a little bit more about that but in the meantime I I guess I wouldn't expect him for tomorrow night's game Panger, I imagine other teams are looking at the Blackhawks and going, okay, that's one of the few teams with cap space um, who kind of knows that it's not going to be a playoff year. Are there some names on the on their team right now that you imagine by playoffs will be somewhere else? Like, I don't know if Corey Perry might be one of those names, depending on what's going on with him or uh, the goaltenders. Anyone you see as uh, you know, someone that can be poached off the Blackhawks. Well, we're, we're early in that game. There, I know, I know. Uh, JB, it's... Uh, I mean that's a 
That's a tough one. I, I, I'm, I'm going to just, you know, like we, we all know what happens come playoff time and, and what kind of players, you know, become very important cogs. In fact, they had one last year in Sam Lafferty that went to, to the Leafs and, and played very well. And now he's playing well in, in Vancouver. I mean, guys that have, honestly, the, the guys that have played well that are, that are, um, that are character guys more on the, on the PK kind of side of it and, and guys that can handle the three, four, you know, lines, you know, a guy like, I know you've, you've seen him before, but Jason Dickinson has, has played. Mm-hmm. I think he's played really well. Um, I, I think Nick Foligno is, you know, he's, he's honestly found the fountain of youth. He gets a lot of responsibility here. He's in a big leadership role. Uh, I think he's been, I, I think he's been terrific here. You mentioned Corey Perry as well. Um, Boy, but after that, they've got some young, you know, they've got some really young players that still are finding their way in the NHL. And um, the other guy that played really well was Peter Morazic. Um, he wasn't on the ice uh, today, um, got, you know, didn't uh, finish last night's game. One of the rare games that he didn't actually uh, perform well or be one of the first three stars in the game. He's been excellent so far this year. So um, that's, that. you know, that's kind of the group that they've got right now. So I think as it goes along, you'll find that the, the character of the team it will still stay there. They play hard. They play competitive, and uh, and just you know. So we'll we'll see down the stretch. Justin, I, at We're, this particular point, I'm not sure where you know what kind of players would be out there. We are chatting up Darren Pang, former NHL goalie, color analyst for NBC Chicago, NHL on TNT, and mm-hmm. my favorite golf buddy. Although he didn't invite me to Michael Jordan's new golf course. Yeah. Hey, did you really play that? Yesterday, did, uh, two days ago, yeah, did, I flew in. Um, I flew in early. Um, big commitment. Got the early flight. Knew that I could uh, get out there to Hope Sound, uh, just north of Jupiter. Um, again, Gretz, uh, Wayne Gretzky is the the, the greatest uh, playmaker of all time, and he's also does that when when uh, when he uh, assists on some golf. So he he set it up. I got to play with a good buddy of mine from a long time ago. We. Played with the Nepean Baby Raiders when we were six and seven years old, and the Belleville Bulls as well. Danny Quinn. So uh, it was it was a great day. Uh, Michael Jordan's course is outstanding. It's it's you know I'm hitting balls and um, Dustin Johnson was finishing off his ninth hole. Oh, um, yeah, he was actually he didn't he just played nine holes with the guy that I the guys that I ended up playing with and he he was okay for nine holes and okay. he he didn't play anymore. Stop! I was like, I'm, Man, I'm I was drooling. Play with us, but uh, I'm drooling. Stop yeah, they, it! But you know, I mean, Justin, the, the guys are always there. That Justin Thomas and Ricky Fowler and Patrick Cantley and and when I actually signed my contract with the Blackhawks, I was in the back uh, driving range getting ready to play during the playoffs last year, and I had to I had to find on my little phone the docu sign. You know the way you got it, <laughs> yeah. Get there. I'm trying to sign this thing, and I hear Ricky Fowler hitting little chip shots on one side, and Patrick Cantley and Justin Thomas are hitting wedges on the other side, and they're probably looking at this old who's Mister Magoo over there in the middle of the range <laughs> trying to sign a document. But <laughs> who does he know? Shout out, exactly. Shout out for Dan Quinn, who uh, always looks after me at uh, Del Rey uh, at his course. Shout out to Dan Quinn, who yes. I'd like to meet they, and become yeah, friends with. I'll play with Dan Quinn. Yes, uh, Dan, give did, us a call. Did they bring you lunch in one of, with the, what do you call those things? It's been a, a helicopter? No, no, oh. no. No, <laughs> the, they, they have lunch dropped in. Drone? Drone, on, with a drone. Did you get lunch with a drone? You're starting to sound like me. You can't figure out what Oh, my God, I'm horrible. <laughs> Mini helicopter with no pilot. How's that? Is that Does that give you a clue what you I'm talking it. about? You nailed it. Oh, my God. This is not my era, these drones. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm a dinosaur. You know what? Actually, I've, I've played there now four times, and I think the drones must be gone. Because... <laughs> 
Somebody and, took them down. And you know me. I enjoy a cocktail or two, but the, there's been no drones uh, bringing them to me. So maybe they're maybe they're gone. All right, listen, uh, I got uh, off the golf. I got one more question for you. Uh, have you covered the Washington Capitals at all? Because uh, mm-hmm. Strom the other day scored with, what, less than 10 seconds to go to give them another win over Buffalo. Uh, they won five in a row. I'm looking at their record. They're like 8-1-1, one, and one, I think, the last 10 games. Like, but... Here's the but. It's not it's not with Ovi scoring a ton of goals here. And I don't know, is this is is the chase for Gretzky a little slower than we thought right now? Well, I saw him in his in his driveway uh in front of his boy, um, Sturge, and he uh he scored nine goals into the empty net on the slap shot. <laughs> Do you guys see that on social media? <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> It was, it was actually it was actually pretty good. He was just rifling slap shots, and his boy was just giggling. It was it was actually pretty good. I've done you know what I have done a couple of games, and um, obviously I keep in touch with uh, with Kirk Muller quite a bit, and uh, he is having as he said to me the most fun he's had in an awful long time coaching. He says the coaching staff they can't wait to get to the rink. There's an enthusiasm there even early in the year when they weren't playing well. They've tried to incorporate a few different things, especially with Backstrom not being there. But, you know, they're, they're trying to, and I think, Kipper, one day you were you were talking about their power play, and I, I sent you a note saying, you know, there's a lot of times the adjustment has been they're trying to go to, to the other side of the goal line and make some plays towards Ovi a little bit more and, and get harder to the net um, in, instead of everything going half, you know, half boards, goal line, goal line, slot, bumper to there, and then look for that great seam pass. Um, they're just trying to change things up because I think over the years they've been a little predictable. And I think that's a big adjustment that they had early on. And they were getting frustrated from their lack of success and lack of sustained uh, puck possession in the offense zone on the power play. So they, they've shored up those things. I'll say this about them being at ice level. There is a certain spirit that they have. And I I, I look to my left when I'm between the benches and I, I see Kirk Muller and he's you know, he's, he's, he does what he does best. He brings a great enthusiasm and some positivity and same with, uh, same with Carberry. And it's the way that they are as coaches, uh, Mitch loves a new, new coach on that staff as well. The longtime American hockey league guy that fought everybody and anybody that he could fight to stay in any league he could play in. So I think that's one thing that you can talk about with the Washington capitals that they're the, the change is happening right now. Um, no one's getting moved. There's TJ Oshie is, going to be there. Uh, Ovechkin's going to be there. I mean, they're, you know, it's that same group of players. And I think everybody's like, okay, this is our group of guys. This is how we're going to play. And this is how we're going to be successful. So I think eventually you'll see that OV, you know, gets on track and gets more opportunities. But in the meantime, it's probably not the same distribution getting the pucks to his side as it was before. And that'll be the adjustment. Washington, he'll, score, yeah. he'll score 20 goals from the crease. That is my guess this year. Jamming that big body, 240 pounds, right to the goalie's toes in the crease. That's how he's going to score most of them this year. Maybe not the one-timers. Washington currently sitting second in the Metro Division. Hey, Panger, great stuff, man. Thanks for doing this on your American Thanksgiving. Have a wonderful dinner tonight at uh, where? Big Boys, did you say? I hop. <laughs> yeah, we're going some... Uh, it's a big boy place with big boy food and <laughs> big right, boy pal. glasses of wine. <laughs> Have a great night. Thanks, Pang. Yeah, you guys as well. I look forward to that game against the Leafs tomorrow afternoon. Take All care, right. guys. And speaking of the Leafs tomorrow afternoon, yes. uh, Samsonov against Chicago, yeah. Joseph Wall against Pittsburgh. I think that's a bit of a statement. What's the statement? 
Samsonov's the starting goalie. The statement Sa- is Saturday night in hockey night uh, Canada's the backup Wall, game. Wall Wall gets the more important game oh. of the two. I see. I think this is. I guess I'm just Babs, but I think you start your best guy in the first game, no matter what. Like I feel like that's yeah. a more of a starting goalie scenario. Even depends regardless of who the opponent is. If you're playing this first half of back to back, you put your best yeah, goalie. I, in the first I don't one. agree with that. No, no. I, I want. I want my, uh, the best goalie to go up against Babs is the type Crosby. of guy you want to agree with all the time. So <laughs> You're always on Babs' side. You, this yeah. guy. Let me see that phone. 100% alive with Babs. Yeah. Check it out. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, it's just me, though. It's just me. Yeah. He might be right. Yeah. I hate to say it, <laughs> but he could be right that you just put your best goalie in to get the, the closest win first how do you feel about declaring the goalie for the second game like what if samsonov stinks and wall goes in plays two periods and you've already said he's gonna well you can say this is our plan oh yeah, yeah. and i guess if it changes you just go yeah, yeah. we do i didn't think our goalie would stink there you go okay you can always that big change your mind you sure can as we do often on this show yeah if we didn't it'd be a dull season interested in seeing what timmons brings tomorrow yeah, that's I love this part of the season where it's like I'm pumped about Timmon. Well, pumped? No, I know. I wouldn't say pumped. Someone Interested. new to watch and see if there's yeah. some juice there. Yeah. Six points in the regular year preseason. Okay, plenty Jack still more Campbell. to come. That, point was a, that was a good point by Feuds. Jack yeah. Campbell at a 970. <laughs> Oil were undefeated. All right, we got plenty to go here still. Yeah. Luke Gazdick, Sportsnet analyst, former NHLer, will talk Edmonton Oilers and what we saw and what might be next. Them, so we have a ton, including American Thanksgiving. What do we believe in, JB? You're a numbers guy. Mm-hmm. 77% in the playoffs make it like the Leafs' odds. We got a lot to talk about. Stick around, real Kipper and Bourne.